a dynamic inflation picture on the continent and we also look at how the world of innovation is reading itself for the three trillion dollar after opportunity. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Adong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Adong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC. INM Bank Rwanda, we are on your side. The African continental free trade area could deliver far greater benefits in terms of jobs, growth, and Poverty reduction than previously estimated, making it a potential game-changer for Africa's economic development if its ambitious goals are fully realized. Atha Mukembo, Future Lab Studios lead at Innovation Village Uganda, joins us for this episode to map how innovation can be used to reach last-mile users across different sectors of the African economy. The African continent of free trade area, once fully realized, is going to be the world's largest trading bloc. Right, bigger than the EU, bigger than NAFTA, so on and so forth. So it's a massive opportunity. Where we are particularly excited is that one of the pillars to getting it into full uh, operation is this idea of removing barriers to e-commerce, right, and the things associated with electronic commerce. Whereas it's an opportunity, it's also a rallying cry to Ugandan innovators, Ugandan companies, startups, any other person who's creating value that is not only consumed within Uganda, but could be consumed across Africa. Because what this now means is that once these barriers are removed, an innovator from any other market, like the big four, Nigeria, Egypt, Kenya, South Africa, can very easily bring an adopted version of their value proposition or use case into Uganda and potentially edge you out, right? So what we're saying is that, you know, not that we're against competition or healthy uh, sort of perspective uh, from different ways to tackle the same problem. What we're saying to our Ugandan innovation ecosystem is in as much as this is creating opportunity, you need to be alive to the fact that someone can very easily take a mature proposition and bring it now into our context as a consequence of this big market being opened up. So for you as the innovator, how do you prepare today? You need to be thinking use cases that scale across Africa. There are certain challenges we have in value chains in Uganda that are mirrored in Ghana, that are mirrored in South Africa, that are mirrored in Egypt or even in Morocco, right? It's that are you being alive to where those are? Are you articulating your value proposition that it becomes cross-border? It makes sense to people in Uganda. It makes sense to people in the Francophone side of Africa, right? How are we thinking holistically around the opportunity to innovate, the opportunity to create value? What's very exciting for us is, just like Uganda, many of the economies in the African continent of free trade area have similar dynamics as to how their population is distributed, not just from the demographic, uh, demographic dividend, but also from the perspective of how uh, incomes are spread out, right? If you have a majority young population, their incomes are going to be technically lower than you would expect for people who are a bit more senior in their career. And that's the majority of the population, right? So what that then means is that we have a unique opportunity to deeply understand Africa's young person today and to see how we can mirror that story across the rest of Africa. If I build a solution that removes friction for that young person in Kampala or that young person in Bundibujo in a similar way that it does for one in Ouagadougou or in any other part of Africa, right, then I've potentially prepared myself for scale. Now, the next question becomes, how do I leverage partnerships to reach as far as I can through ACTFA as possible, right, and capture value? As I do that, uh, ultimately, we need to be able to demonstrate that we can capture value for us to attract 
uh, investment to help us scale faster into those opportunities, chicken and egg. So that's where we're coming from. It's that be alive to this, be alive to interesting problems that have scale across Africa, be alive to the opportunity to seize them today, right? And what we're saying with the Build Week is let's equip you with the acumen, right? With the tools, with the network, with the capital, right? Thanks to our capital ecosystem for you to be able to seize that moment. We're just calling on those who are hungry to serve. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. Ghana's annual inflation rate quickened for the 18th straight month to 50.3% in November of 2022, up from 40.4% in the prior month. It's the highest reading since May of 2001 and well above the top of the central bank's target band of 6 to 10% as the continued depreciation of the city during the month raised the cost of imported goods to 51.5% versus a 43.7% in October. Main upward pressure came from prices of housing and utilities that are at 79.1% versus 69.6% in October. Furnishings and household equipment that are currently at 65.7% versus a 55.7% in October. Transport stands at 63.1% versus 46.3% in October. And food and non-alcoholic beverages at 47.9% versus 43.7%. The International Monetary Fund and Ghana reached a preliminary staff level argument on a three-year funding package worth $3 billion on December 13th. The loan is aimed at helping Ghana face economic difficulties from unsustainable debt to waning reserves and a witting currency. The annual inflation rate in Mozambique is for the third straight month to 11.25% in October of 2022 from 11.83% in the previous month. This is the lowest reading since June, mainly due to slowdown in prices of transportation, housing and utilities, restaurants and hotels and miscellaneous goods and services. On the other hand, prices accelerated for food and non-alcoholic beverages. On a monthly basis, consumer prices inched up by 0.58% after increasing by 0.19% in the prior month. Prices of food and non-alcoholic beverages in South Africa advanced by 12.5% year-on-year in November of 2022, up from 12% rise in the previous month. It's the highest reading since at least April of 2009, mainly on account of surging prices of oils and fats and bread and cereals. Prices also remained elevated for milk, eggs and cheese, meat, fish, sugar, sweets and desserts, and hot beverages. Tanzania's annual inflation rate stood at a five-year high of 4.9% in November of 2022 and changed from the previous month. Upward pressure came from mostly prices of food and non-alcoholic beverages, transportation and furnishings and household equipment. On a monthly basis, consumer prices inched up by 0.4%, the most in five months after being flat in the previous month. The Central Bank of Mauritius unanimously decided to raise its key repo rate by 50 basis points to 4.5% in December of 2022. It marks the fifth rate hike so far this year, bringing borrowing costs to the highest level since October of 2015, with the aim of closing yield differentials with other countries containing FX volatility and inflation pressures whilst not undermining growth. Policymakers argued that the normalization process should be pursued since the macroeconomic costs associated with inflation expectations, if not properly anchored, are high. Further, the MPC deliberated that the positive growth performance so far continues to provide leeway for normalization to anchor inflation expectations and bring inflation in 2023 down to below 6% from 10.6% in 2022. The bank kept its growth projections 
at above 7% for 2022 and around 5% for 2023. The recovery process is well entrenched and broad-based and depend by greater dynamism across major sectors of the economy, including tourism. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit the website that is thekfinancial.com and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K-Financial and you can find me at With the Dawn.